gonna call Ben on the phone. Gonna call, gonna call, gonna call Ben. I'm calling Ben right now on the phone. Yes, yes. Yes, on the phone, I'm going to call Ben. Hey, Paul Goody. He's ringing and Ben. Hey, Ben. How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> uh, two bars on the on the recorder. I did not charge it today. Oh, uh, what a... But it should be all right. It should be all right. Charge it before next week. Uh, yes, I will. Of course I will. Yes, oh. yes. I had a, um, uh, I had a dentist appointment today just before uh, recording. Oh no! I was it was a it was a regular cleaning. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything bad. Oh okay. So, uh, but the, my, the my... cat went to the vet today. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's scratch on her cornea. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah, that's too bad. Go ahead though. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I still have that um, that grittiness on my teeth feeling after you oh, go to the dentist. Oh sure, yeah. That polish can't that drink, they put on can't there. Can't drink enough water to uh, to to get rid of it. Ugh. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear it. <laughs> um, Life is hard. I yeah. I was thinking about this. Um, and I, I, I put uh, this on Twitter. Uh, you know, you were talking about first world problems or whatever. Right. Um, I just realized, and I'm not talking about anyone else dieting. Just me, right? Uh, and I'm not casting aspersions on anybody else out there. But for me, me dieting has got to be one of the most privileged things in the world. <coughs> because it's basically this. Oh no, I've got so much food. Right. I'm eating it so much that I'm hurting myself. Right. I have to stop. You know, it's crazy. <coughs> that was And uh, I and that that was sorry, uh, that was a um <coughs> a joke that I can't remember. It was either uh like Bill Hicks or George Carlin or one of those one of those types of stand-ups yeah. where uh they were like, you know, food allergies is only a is only a developed nation type of thing. You never, you never see anybody in Ethiopia who's lactose intolerant, uh, which is of course is not true. Absolutely untrue. Right, right. Uh, and that's that's one of those things that uh, I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, there was another thing where someone was like. Um, you know, we can't we can't say anything offensive anymore. Nothing's allowed to be funny because we can't say anything that's offensive. And it's like, no, the 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 fact is that you guys are old. <laughs> You're old and you don't get what's offensive these days. Like like what's offensive humor. All your stuff is boring. All the kids are telling themselves jokes that are making them crack up, but you wouldn't get it because you're old and gross, and that's your problem. And guess you what? You don't like the fact that you you've are, gotten old. You are the same type of people that you rebelled against by doing that kind of comedy in the first place. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, that was... But that's the other thing, right? Um, what, you and I were talking about this. We had a conversation about this, like... Five or six years ago, right? <laughs> the the idea that you're gonna learn all these accents 
and be in movies uh, no longer really applies because if you go to Hollywood as, as a producer and you need someone to be Irish in a movie, right? Yeah. Unless that person is already a big movie star, which is a thing, right? There is an Irish guy there who would love to be Irish for real in your movie. It's just the way it works, you know, with band expanding borders, things like that. You can get the actual person that you want. You don't need to right. like in a in a community theater production, you know, you definitely need to have those those accents down and things like that. Uh the point being um you don't have to make or you don't really it's not that you don't get to, but you don't really get to make a fake joke about Ethiopian anymore. Because there are people from Ethiopia who are working as stand-ups. Right. And if you want to joke about Ethiopia, they will have one that's actually real and poignant. And, you know, it right. all goes back to truth and comedy, Ben. Well, it's all, it's all about representation, which is something that almost every industry is, is um, I don't want to say dealing with, but every industry is coming around to. This is very important, say, in the comic book world where you have um, characters of color or of different ethnic backgrounds and there are there's a strong contingent in the comic in the comic book reading community that will only read those stories if they are written by uh, a person of color or a person of that background right and and it's it's great to me it's great uh it is a turnaround from i believe it was steven bochko or whatever his name is the guy who did nypd blue Okay. I'm pretty sure cuz this cuz this quote stuck with me. Um he was he was they asked him why he didn't have more writers of color on staff. And he said that um black writers can't be objective whereas Jewish writers can be. And when I read wow. it at the time, I was like that to me uh is not true. <laughs> uh as far as the objectivity goes. Um, they might, you might think that they're being objective, right? But what you're really saying is you can't find any writers of color who want to write the story that you want to write, you know, even though it's not, uh, because it's not, you know, their experience or accurate or whatever. It's all about Um, having, there's a great, uh, that authentic voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood Shuffle had uh, Dom Irera playing a guy who was writing, uh, you know, this street, tough, like, gangster script thing. Uh, and it was, it was of course, hilarious because he's, he's Dom telling all these African-American actors how to talk or, and how to <laughs> act and how to be... Um, and we run into that all the time. I had a, this. There was a, a conversation that I saw on Twitter just today, where uh, somebody was somebody was saying that we, and, and when he was he was speaking, he was speaking of uh, minorities in the United States. Um, we don't want just a seat at the table these days. And somebody wrote as an encouragement, you know. Uh, you know, you should be at the head of the table. And a third person wrote in and said, no, we want a whole different table. 
Not meaning that a whole different table for them, just that we threw out the old table right. and there's a new table now. <laughs> and that's something that people, you know, are going to have a hard time accepting. Uh, but I think it's it's going to be inevitable, right? It's something that, that we've talked about on this show before. Um, the idea of a graceful transition... A graceful transition is possible, but the people in charge aren't letting that happen, basically. There's a current controversy regarding a role that Brian Cranston is taking. And I don't know what the role is. I don't think it's as bad as, like, Scarlett Johansson playing a character that was originally conceived to be Asian. Um... But, uh, but yeah, a lot of people were, were denouncing Brian Cranston for taking this role, uh, but I don't know what the issue is. I don't know what the problem is. What Do you know what the role is? I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the role oh, okay. is. Oh, okay. So not, not just what the I, issue... I just see... Uh, like, I don't see what the problem with him playing X, Y, or Z is. I just see... But you don't know what the X, Y, or Z is. I just see, you know, a couple of my most um, uh, uh, vocal friends on Facebook... Are uh, uh, have have encouraged him to step down because he's gonna listen to them, and uh, and but it's it's one of those things where it's like I have I have nothing to contribute because I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check this out now as soon as we get off the phone. As obviously. soon as we're done. Otherwise, I'd look it yes. up right now. So that yeah, that's weird. I don't I don't know uh, what could it be. I thought at first it might have been. Now this is just my uh, uh, supposition. I thought it might have been an FDR biopic, biopic, however you want to pronounce that. FDR. Yeah, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh huh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He had polio, I believe, and for yes. his like second oh. two terms in office, he was in a wheelchair. So it might right. be it might be an ableist conversation. Now that is that is definitely possible. Um, I mean, that's this is something that like especially uh, trans actors, uh, long time problem. They just can't, and when I say they, I mean Hollywood, <laughs> can't cast trans people as trans people. It always has to be you right. know a cis person who's in makeup and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, one of the things I liked about the OA. Uh, do you remember that, the Netflix show? Did you see it? I never watched it. Oh, uh, I really liked it. I thought it was good. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, but, uh, but one of the things was they had a trans character on it, uh, played by an actual trans actor, which is, uh, important. Right. I think. Have I told you what TV show I'm into now? I think I may have already told you. Um... Uh, but it might have started after our last... I actually think it might have ha happened after our last. Did you binge uh, an entire chat. season of uh, of a TV show since last we spoke? Not a, yes, an entire season. Yes, uh, there are four seasons. I'm on season <laughs> two, and I'm almost done with it. What show uh, is it? Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. I've never uh, seen it. I actually, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, do you know the premise of it? Well, it's in the DC universe. Um, it's in the DC universe. Is it? I it's I don't know is it a is it like a Gotham Police Department procedural? Yeah 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 it, that's exactly what it is. Um, 
it's it's basically Batman when Bruce Wayne is still like twelve. Oh, really? And so yeah, so Bruce Wayne is a kid, uh, and it follows basically Jim Gordon and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but it's it's really it's really interesting because, um, like it all kind of works. You know what I mean? Like 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 you see things getting set up, and from what I hear. Uh, the season that's going on right now, it's not the one, that, you know, I'm not watching it. It's the, uh, it's a season that's, that's air, currently airing. on TV. I'm watching it on, uh, yeah. Oh man, this is going to be interesting. I wonder if, did you hear that, that squeal at all? No. Occasionally I get squeals on my phone and that one was a pretty loud one. A squeal? Maybe jump. Is someone trying to, uh, uh, tap into the phone line? Yeah, I think, I mean, Jennifer and I joke about it all the time, but I think that's actually part of it. The The people that tap our phones aren't that good at it, <laughs> and they mess up a lot, right. and Jennifer and I just sort of deal with it. Well, they were, they were it's the lowest bid contract for the phone tapping agency, so it's... Yeah, uh, well, that's... They, it's, I mean, they got a bunch of interns doing it. Well, this is, this is my point. I, I figure that what it is is we're not, we're not that big on the list... You know, so it's it's like when you uh, when you have the person running the board at the TV station uh, doing stuff at two a.m. Right. You know, it's it's not a big deal. Um, the fact that we, you know, we already kind of know it's happening, so it's not a big you know big stakes issue and all that. We're not too paranoid. We don't really care. And so, yeah, you know, let the let the interns have a shot at it and. Uh, that's what happens. Every once in a while, on wh- when we're talking, I can he- it, it, hear what sounds like you hitting a button. Yeah, that's probably them too. And uh, it's funny too because because um, I think I've mentioned it before, and you're like, I'm not hitting any buttons. And and I was listening to a talk radio show once, and the same thing was mm-hmm. happening uh, with the person that they were talking to who had called in. Every once in a while, you can. You know, hear this sound like a uh, phone button tone, and one of the hosts yeah. was like, "Why do you keep hitting the buttons?" <laughs> and the 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 subject was like, "I I'm not hitting any buttons." Yeah. So there you go. That's probably what's going on. Yep. Um, you you and I have talked about this too. The the fact that like it's weird, but as things get crazy. Uh, we don't care as much about stuff anymore. <laughs> I don't think we're at a point now where we won't care. But like the goalposts, uh, sure, the goalposts have definitely shifted. Exactly. Sure, our phones are tapped. Everybody, sure, government's reading the emails. Whatever. A lot of us, you know, would find out about it. We wouldn't necessarily care too much, right? Facebook selling data. Uh, there are no riots in the streets. Everyone's like, "Oh, I'm mad about I it." I know there was but a nothing's really happening. Thing recently where AT and T was faking the 5G icon on some of their phones, where the phones weren't getting oh, 5G it. speeds, but they were saying it was. And T-Mobile and and Verizon had a field day. But you know, I have AT and T, and and you know, my first thought was, "How dare they?" It, it, my first thought wasn't, "How dare they?" It was, "Yeah, whatever. As long as everything works." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's a the only thing that I don't like about AT and T is when they try to sell me the Dish network <laughs> stuff. I don't, you know, that kind of th- like 
they can do this thing because they have in the past okay we won't give you dish but it's going to cost you an extra 50 bucks a month and it's like fine i don't want it <laughs> you know that that weird kind of yeah that you know, that was um, the only thing i hated about having comcast was uh i was really happy with my service if there was anything wrong they would fix it it would be fine but they constantly called me trying to sell me stuff yeah and I got the um, feeling, you know what, I, I do remember every once in a while when I would turn down their service, my internet would suck for like a day. Oh, interesting. I bet you anything that... Um, there's, there's a, a little switch? Yeah, because th they were like trying to upsell me on faster internet speeds. And of course, like landlines and, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't, yeah. I don't need any, I don't need faster data. I, data's fast enough, you know? Yeah. There's there's only so much I'm doing. I'm watching Netflix and it's I can I can stream it in HD. That's that's as fast as it needs to be. And then I yeah they they were probably throttling me just to make me go huh maybe I should upgrade. Hey that's uh, and that's the thing right? We suspect it. We don't know for sure, but we're all <laughs> okay we with it. A, you know it's it's the norm now. Yeah, and so. Um, I, I'm just feeling out. So this is a, a small little feature. It's, w would you be okay with it? I think the answer is <laughs> going to be always, yeah, probably. Um, so it turns out that, um, the, the, the executive branch of the government, uh, is in fact funneling, uh, top secret reports to uh, Russian intelligence. Would that make you take to the streets and protest <laughs> stuff? Or would you go, oh, yeah, they probably share stuff all the time. And, you know, <laughs> now we just know about it. Right. Yeah, that's probably it. I That's the thing is, I think I really think that we have gotten into a mindset, a post Nixon mindset, uh, you know, our, you know, we've we've gone past because there's the Nixon thing where where, oh, we don't trust the government. Um, and we got to find out what they're up to now, when we find out what they're up to, we don't really care. We're like, yeah, whatever, I guess. Well, I guess I'm going to, all right. If, if they were to, this is something I was thinking about. If they were to shut off the internet, people would care. There would be riots. Right. And the reason there would be is because people wouldn't be doing stuff on the internet. <laughs> They have a lot of extra time on their hands. Yeah. So. so I think that's that's one thing, shutting off the internet. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, IRS has stated that um, there will most likely be delays to people getting their tax refunds. I have heard that, yeah. Did we talk about this already? We might have. We might um, have, but uh, yeah, I, I heard that it, there might be delays when you get your refunds, but there probably won't be delays. I'm saying this um, as me. There probably won't be delays when it comes to cashing your uh, check. That is exactly right. Um, they, they, the people taking the taxes are considered essential employees. The people... <laughs> Giving the refunds are considered not essential employees, right. so that's something that might cause people to to have problems with the situation. Might get them to complain a little bit. I think. Yeah, um, you know, and and uh, 
Uh, FDA not testing food. That one's pretty big. Right. I, I just think. heard a story about that on NPR today. Yeah. Which, 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 which was also very sort of like eye-opening because it was it was an interview with a lawyer who specialized in, say, foodborne illnesses cases. And the, yeah. the host straight up asked him, is, you know, do I need to take extra care in, say, washing my fruits and vegetables these days? Uh, and the, um, the, 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 the guest, this lawyer, who seemed terribly well informed about all this stuff, and I believe it, was like, you know, if there's bacteria on your apple, just simply rinsing it isn't going to get rid of it. Oh, well, that's great. <laughs> um, they do sell they do sell fruit soap. Have you heard of this stuff? I have. Yep. It's a yeah, and I, you know, the, there's one reason why I like wash fruits and vegetables, and that's just to get the dirt off of it. Yeah. And and that's the ah, I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of stuff that that's gonna be new for us that people have been dealing with all the time. I'm thinking specifically, uh, like back when I was working for Amazon, there were times when uh, packages would go missing. Right. And we'd and we'd be told, oh yeah, in that country. Um, we can't do. We can't send another package. We can only refund them the money because the chances are it was taken at the postal facility by the postal workers. Right. Because that they do that sometimes. That kind of thing is is something that uh, I was talking on on Twitter about this too. We've got basically two systems. Uh, something that that sort of Stephen talked about a little bit. Last time, uh, system number one, right, is all of our laws and all of our agreements like, oh, I give you money and then you give me this. And, you know, all these uh, we, we're sort of playing roles as citizens. Uh, you know, I, I show up to work every day. You give me a paycheck. You know, all these agreements so many agreements that we all agree right. work together and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is happening right now in our government is breaking that system down a little bit. It's eroding it. It's making like the trust that if I do this, you will then do your part breaking down a little bit. And that's where you get the second system, which are if you don't do the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, because normally people just do it. Because that's just what we're supposed to be doing. If you, if the fact that you're supposed to be doing it isn't enough, there's the threat of imprisonment and violence. That if you don't do the stuff you're supposed to do, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get, you know, thrown in jail. All that kind of stuff. And if the the big thing is that System One uh, has a lot of stuff that System Two uses, and what I mean by that is this. The fact that, you know, an old guy who's in his 70s tells a fit young guy in his 20s, hey, take this person and put them in that jail, right? That all works because the guy who's stronger than the old guy knows that that guy is going to pay him or tell people who are stronger than him to put him in jail, 
right? Okay. If the system breaks down where laws don't matter and money doesn't matter because no one can agree that they're worth anything, all of a sudden the strong guys are going to take over and they don't care how much money you used to have because guess what? Money isn't worth anything. Money's irrelevant. And then you get warlords. Only cigarettes are currency. Exactly. That's right. And, you know, it could happen. And I hope that if it does, I don't stay around for too long. <laughs> I've always um I've always assumed that uh if there were if there was going to be some sort of like zombie apocalypse or full on full blown civil war, I'm gonna be one of the first to uh to perish during that. Yeah. My survival exactly. skills um, are pretty pretty lax. I mean that's the thing is uh I think that um I worked I would work okay in a dystopia. Where there is still a system in place, a system is corrupt, but, you know, there's still a system. Yeah. I think I'd do okay there. Um, but, yeah, in a free-for-all where people are like, it's you know... A, like, it's like a purge planet. Yeah, if there's a purge planet, I'm not going to do so well. Anymore. Right. Oh, that's something I was thinking about, too. Um, we're not, like, say, out of the woods when it comes to that sort of thing. <laughs> like, we could actually get into a purgey situation... Uh, because all the stuff that's happening right now, I was thinking about that. Um, the, all right, I'm choosing what I say here very carefully, Ben. The, the, the stuff that's getting shut down because the government isn't working, right? Yeah. Each one of those is sort of a little nexus point of something bad that could happen. Uh, there's a pandemic because of uh, tainted food that gets past the FDA. Um, there is, you know, terrorist activity because the TSA isn't working uh, as hard. The Coast Guard isn't getting paid. You know, all this stuff. Um, all of that can break down, right? Uh, that e So each of those mini crises could explode to be a big crisis. But here's the thing that I'm looking at the commander in chief that we have is setting it up where everyone is saying this one guy is the person that is keeping this from from uh ending a lot of people are saying uh that the democrats you know that take when i say a lot of people i mean the uh ap news fact check I don't know if you saw that. Uh, they said it takes two to tango. Um, yes. Uh, oh, President they're saying Trump the Democrats are not... just as much to blame for the government shutdown yeah, because they yeah, won't give Trump what he wants? Because they won't give him what he wants. Gotcha. Right, exactly. So if they give him what he wants, then <laughs> it would open it, you Thanks, know, which AP. is crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's a great fact check you did there. <laughs> um, uh, younger brother piece. won't... Stop hitting himself in face. <laughs> uh, Film at 11. Brother reports. Um, but, but no, so the basic thing is that um, it is interesting that he is making it seem like he is the obstacle that must be removed for this to go forward. Uh, given, you know, the impeachment ideas that are floating around and all that kind of stuff. He seems to be trying to make it very attractive, the idea of 
removing him from office. And I find that interesting. Almost like, I think that maybe you were the one who discussed this as, a, as an option. Um, he doesn't really want to be president and didn't think he was going to win. And now he hates it. Oh yeah, Is no. That, am I getting that right? I've always thought that. I've always thought that he never he never wanted to actually win. Um, yeah. but America and um however, he's too stubborn to resign. Yeah. So he is making it. He's he is he wants to be forcefully removed and he wants to seem like a martyr of sorts. So maybe that's what his game is here. Yeah. A little bit. Absolutely. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, we've solved it, Ben. That's it. <laughs> I um, uh, there was a story that came out recently where uh, Trump was in a meeting with uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, talking about uh, the whole border wall thing. And um, Schumer came out and said Trump stormed out of the stormed out of the meeting, and um, and then Trump t- uh, said, uh, uh, "Oh, actually, you know what? What what Schumer said was Trump threw a temper tantrum." Uh, and just okay. wa- and just walked out, and then yeah. uh, what Trump said was, "I calmly said, blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, if we if I can't get the border wall funding, then we're done here. Bye bye." And even without having heard what Chuck Schumer said, I, yeah. I I think I know enough about Trump to know that when he says, "I calmly said," he yelled it. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, it is like one of those Judge Judy things where the person says, Your Honor, I just informed them that their dog was barking too loud and asked them to please have the dog. Be qu-. And you're like, yeah, okay. All right. So what happened was you said, get that dog to shut up. Right. And then, and for no reason, oh, that's another, uh, in... In honor of Stephen McCandless, our last guest, who I I still I still think uh, really brightens up any room uh, <laughs> that he enters in with regard to this podcast. Um, uh, the worst thing anyone can do is be minding their own business, right? Because that's always when the trouble happens. Same sort of thing. Uh, the the calmness in which uh, our president conducts himself on a daily basis is known far and wide as his most uh, recognizable characteristic, I think. His calmness? Speaking, oh, yeah, I, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> um, speaking of recognizable characteristics, we have a recognizable characteristics um or, sorry, a recognizable characteristic. Uh, tr- I was trying something, Ben. It was going to work out. What were you trying to say? Uh, or, I was trying to make an allusion to the term feature. We have a feature. Or, one might say segment. Um, this program, it is called Corrections. And from what I've heard, we're actually going to be able to do it today. I think if you check, you may in fact see... Right. Some corrections. I'm check- Do you? Well, uh, while while I pull that up, why don't you tell the audience what what, what corrections are? All right. Okay. You guys uh, might listen to this and think that we're just a bunch of uninformed people, and it's possibly true. But there's a premise that uh, we pitched to each other a while back uh, that people are not as smart as they think they are. Um, 
we actually have a cybernetic part of our brain called Google and Wikipedia that we use as a knowledge base that we don't actually uh, know things. We just know how to look things up. And we mistakenly think that that means that we know something. And therefore, for this podcast, we have decided that we will do no research ahead of time and we will not look something up while we're doing the podcast. We will instead do our best to answer everything with our very own brains and then, if something is incorrect, have it be corrected for us by you, the listener. Or, as the case almost always is, our one wonderful contributor to this segment, Jennifer Factchecker, my wife, Jennifer Pratt, uh, who writes in and tells us what we got wrong and sometimes what we got right. And Ben, how's it going this time? <laughs> I've pulled up uh, the email address, Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com, and I see no new corrections. Oh, no. That means that she's still working on them. <laughs> ah, okay. We just... uh, because she said that she was almost done when I was calling uh... you, uh, which could mean a couple of different things. Um, I'll tell you what. I guess it is, I guess we have to we have to uh, we have to hold or we have to uh, you know vamp until we're they come halfway in. through. Let's do a segment called "Looking Out the Door" and seeing what Jennifer says to me <laughs> when I do it. So I'm so normally I record this in the bedroom. I am now leaving the room, and I am walking out the door. I'm opening the door. Sneaking past... Is she outside? She is outside. I'm opening the door. Oh, the cat just came in. I'm looking at Jennifer. What? Hello, did you do corrections? Oh, I'll, I'll just send what I have. Oh, okay, she's the, doing... You guys are like a minute to the end, so I just, I just push send. Okay, yeah, yeah. She just pushed send right now. Ah. So, let's see. Let's see how long it takes for a button push in Edwardsville, Illinois to reach up. Oh, look at that. Ah, see? Now that's something. <laughs> All right. So, so how'd we do, Ben? Wow. that No wonder they were late. There's quite a bit. Oh, okay. Well, this is good. We're halfway through. So, so maybe this will take us all the way to the end of the hour. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this is from episode 150. This is when uh, Stephen McCandless was uh, a guest on the show. Oh, uh, yeah, the last episode. Okay, so um, uh, uh, we, we mentioned the existence of the free associating white guys. Yes. And uh, so these, this, the, these first two are just editorials. Uh, number one... Uh, I deeply miss the screaming chaos of the fog. Free associating oh, white yeah. guys. That's right. I forgot that we had that second nickname, <laughs> the fog. Yeah. Uh, we were also talking about truly madly deeply. Oh, because Alan Rickman is in it, and um, ah. <laughs> she says truly madly deeply sucks. It's a good date movie if your date enjoys being slightly sad and bored. <laughs> I've never seen this movie. I guess Steven I likes never it, have but, either. Uh, I guess Steven must have brought it up because yeah, I don't know it myself either. 
So uh, there was a we talked about Apocalypse Now and the scene that you remember where some guys like shooting a uh, yeah torpedo not a torpedo but a um, a projectile onto a bridge or something. Yeah, and uh, there are two scenes that have similar dialogue exchanges. Uh, one is Willard says, "Who's the commanding officer here?" and the infantryman says, "Ain't you?" Uh huh. And the that's other, the one that Stephen remembered. Yeah, and the other one is uh, Willard says, "Soldier, do you know who's in command here?" And Roach says, "Yeah." And is that the one you remembered? That's the one that I remember. Yes, exactly. So we were both right. We were just thinking of two different scenes. Yeah, so A takes place before Roach launches the grenade, and B happens immediately after. So both Stephen and Paul are mostly correct. No one ever says the phrase, I thought it was you. Yeah. Uh, number three. But but my, I, I like to, I, I, I need to, uh, ooh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Are you sure you, um, you need to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, clarify something? I'm. I might. Um, basically, I found a letter from my grandmother uh, recently, uh, from when I was a little kid, and she talks about the fact that I get really upset when she says the lines from the things that I like wrong, <laughs> and it's it's just a very brilliant little encapsulation of my uh, yeah myself. Okay, so go ahead. Number yeah. three. There are eight, by the way. So this is number three. Yes. Stephen diagnoses Trump with borderline personality disorder. 18,000 psychologists and other mental health professionals signed a petition stating Trump should be removed from office due to his severe mental health issues. The consensus wow. is the consensus is narcissistic personality disorder with possible co-occurring paranoid personality disorder. Summed up as malignant narcissism, which is not a diagnosis that appears in the DSM. Malignant that, uh, narcissism. Yeah, I believe it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a descriptor that's <laughs> useful. Did she say eighteen thousand? Eighteen thousand. Wow. Okay. Psychologists and other mental health professionals. Um, that. That's but great. what is it the the White House won't pay attention to a petition until it has like a million signatures? So they got some work to do. Yeah. Well, although I I think if they would open it up to non mental health professionals, they could get a million signatures. <laughs> Just people who care about their country and want him removed from office. We can probably find exactly probably find a few to sign that petition. Yeah, if they open it up to armchair psychologists, I think we'd do grind. <laughs> What about um what what about uh lazy lazy Susan psychologists? <laughs> uh, they just go around they and around. Go, they never make up their mind. Okay. Exactly. Number 4. Humans as random number generators. Oh, we were talking about the matrix. Oh, that was yeah, Stephen's idea with yeah. the yeah. Uh, we are terrible at generating random sequences. We will naturally fall into a pattern relatively quickly. That's a very good point. Uh Humans do love patterns. Uh, number five. We're probably going to get through these before the show's over. Number five. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, John McAfee and how he, uh, I thought he was in jail. Steven said he was on the board of Tesla. Yeah. 
so here's a quick little uh, 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 paragraph on John McAfee. John McAfee moved to Belize and created the company Quorumex. Uh, the company was going to do. Uh, the company was going to develop new plant-based antibiotic treatments. He became paranoid and rec and and a recluse after only six months, and is uh, a prime suspect in the murder of his neighbor. He fled back. Oh, to, no. He fled back to the U.S. after being questioned by the police. He was arrested in Guatemala, but had a multitude of heart-related medical expenses. So the Guatemalan government, instead of sending him to Belize, sent him home to America. Oh. Vice was instrumental in his arrest due to the pictures they posted with GPS coordinates and time date stamps. The pictures are disturbing. Well, I haven't seen any of these pictures that uh, Vice Me posted. Me neither. Yeah. So the police found hmm. him because of the EXIF data. Interesting. Uh, cool. Number six. Uh, we were talking about some guy having sex with whales. Oh, uh, yeah, that was uh, McAfee, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right. That he, he, he talked about trying it and it not going well, but also him saying that um, he didn't think that people should say that whales are non-consensual uh, because if a whale doesn't want you to do something, it can stop you. Yeah, so, uh, so she says... Um, so a man with a human-sized penis boinking a male or female whale. Kind of like tossing a hot dog down a chimney. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps whales have pity on him uh, so they don't rough him up too, rough him up too much. <laughs> what are you doing, pal? I, That's what the whale... <laughs> All right, just let me know when I'm, you're done. I'm reminded of, of the dog that Jennifer and I uh, found running around uh, that we brought in. And the dog would would try to hump us <laughs> or maybe just me, but I think, I think he tried it on both of us and we just looked at him and we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, no, this isn't happening. No, this we, isn't happening. We, we good. It. We cool. No, no. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, exactly. That number seven, maybe the same thing. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about Paul Allen. I mentioned that I once worked for him and, uh, that he passed away. So Paul Allen died of septic shock secondary to non-Hodgkin lymphoma. On oh. October 15th, 2018, he was 65. Wow. I thought well, maybe he died a lot earlier. I thought maybe it was like in August or something. Huh. And finally, nope. I wondered, maybe you did too, if Quincy Jones was still alive. Uh, yes. He is, apparently, and he's also 85. Hey, well, happy birthday to Quincy Jones, whenever your birthday is. <laughs> and that is it for Corrections. Okay, so Ben, uh, I talked about this, so I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look for that letter. What letter? Uh, that my grandmother wrote to me. And I'm going to find that little section, and I'm going to read it. Oh, and is this about the movie quotes? Yes. So keep on talking, Ben. <laughs> How are things? So Ben, uh, keep on rocking. Tonight... Is the first prime time spin the bottle? I don't know if you knew about that. Oh you yeah, probably did. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I will, yeah, yeah. You told me about it. So yeah, so uh, at eight o'clock tonight at Annex Theater. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's you know come to the next one, um, but you won't be able to make it to the one tonight. 
Uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting experiment. Uh, well, we're gonna see if we can pull audiences to spin the bottle during the primetime hour, and because we certainly weren't bringing them the annex at eleven o'clock, there were some sad audiences. It's nothing's oh nothing is so demoralizing than you know working and re rehearsing something that you've written or have been working on for a while. You put a lot of effort into it, and then you get to the theater, and there's ten, seven people in the audience. It's pretty. Yeah, uh, that's that's. It's yeah, a that's it's a bit cool. of a downer. So a lot of people have told me that they're coming to this one, and uh, I'm I'm gonna be checking. So, if you told me you were yeah. gonna come and you didn't come, I'll notice, and I'll hold yeah, it against and, and, you. And then you'll out them. You'll out them on this. I will. Uh, all right, hold on now. I am, uh, so she's writing to me, um, uh, okay, so this is just something I, I'm going to add. This is, uh, May 9th, 1974, uh, so I would have been almost, almost one year old, uh, it was fun watching you take a bath. You are so anxious to get in the tub, and you love to play in the water. Sometimes there are so many toys in the water, there was hardly room for you. Which is nice. I like that. Um, but uh, as, as you may or may not know, that's, uh, that's still a problem for me. Uh, but I love getting into... Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, oh, yes. All right, here we go. Uh, are you ready, Ben? Uh, I think so. Paul, you are just two years old. Oh, this is October 8th, 1975. Paul, you are just two years old, but you listen very attentively to TV programs, <laughs> records, and stories that are read to you. You remember the exact wording, and you get provoked if your grandmother uses the wrong name for the TV <laughs> characters. Sometimes I could hardly keep from laughing as you were so serious and so darling in your earnestness. Oh, you were darling in your earnestness. Yeah, so so that was the thing that I think is pretty hilarious because I'm two. Right. And I'm like, no, Grandpa, that's not the right name. Right. Uh, Nothing has changed. I, I have to say that, um, Ben, you have, uh, I believe, um, either a niece or... You have a nephew. I have two nephews. I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I highly encourage you, Ben, to do something like what my grandmother did here. Write them something that you remember about them at whatever age they're at now. Even if they're, you know, teens or whatever. Yeah, they're they're uh, thirteen and sixteen. Yeah, so so you know, just say, hey, <laughs> hey, this is your, your uncle hey, Ben. Your car I is nicer than mine. Know, we we <laughs> wait. What was that part? I said your car is nicer than mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, this is your uncle Ben. I just want to let you know um, that I, your car is really great, and you should you should be proud of your car because. Uh, it's better than, than your, your old Uncle Ben's car. 
But at least I bought my own car rice. with my own money. That's... You had to have your dad buy yours for you. <laughs> okay, I don't mean roast necessarily. <laughs> oh, but, I'm not supposed to roast my so Dang it. Because there's something cool about reading something about you know you when you're younger. Do you have a lot uh, of these letters? When you were younger. What's that? Do you have a I lot have of these letters? I have four of these. I have three or four of these letters that she wrote to me. I'm surprised you, you yeah. had them so readily at hand. Uh, well, they're in a photo album that's on our bookshelf. Ah. So that's, uh, yeah. Uh, no photos in the photo album, just uh, just those letters. Really? Which is kind of interesting, yeah. Well, you should, put, yeah. you should put photos of Grandma in there. Yeah, I don't have that many photos of Grandma, actually. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, is this your, also, your dad's mom? Yes, my my uh, George Goody. So, for those yes, George Goody's mom. That is correct. Yeah. For those of you who are paying <laughs> attention at home, my parentage is very confusing. Uh, but yes, it's George Goody's mom, um, who, uh, if you can believe it, was a uh, a short, angry woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, and also was uh, the my my mom died when I was uh, very young, right? And so she she was not my mom, but she was my uh, closest um, adult female right. relative. So you know, take that, Freud. Obviously, <laughs> um, but yeah, still you know, fun fun times reading about oneself. Yeah. Uh, oh, so the the thing I was gonna say is I am once again on a diet. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the in the news and in stories and stuff like that about how diets are um, not harmful necessarily, but you know they're they're problematic. I think you know, is uh, it uh, where people are um, doing these like fad diets and they're not getting uh, proper nutrients or proteins or anything or something like that. I mean that's that's part of it. Um, a lot of uh, diet uh, diet supplements are just laxatives, <laughs> uh, and you're losing weight because you're right. Yeah, having those problems. So so that's something that uh, I am not doing. Uh, I have uh, I'm not a scientist, but I am using a scientific. Uh, sort of method i suppose i am i'm taking the uh suggested uh amounts for food and i'm working with that i'm not following any sort of diet i'm just eating less than i normally have been and uh working off of the weight that every thing that i've been reading says that i should be closer to uh, for what my height is, right? So and what's, so far, I'm doing okay. What's your? Uh, you might. What's oh, your yes, ideal weight? Um. Well, they say my ideal weight is uh, in the 150s. Uh, but uh, my wife does not like it when I am past 160, and even 160 is a little bit too much. Um, so, you know, I'm going to see where I, where I land, basically. Uh, I mean, 180 is pretty comfortable for me. Okay. Um, 
I was not at 180. I was at 200 at Christmas time. So depending on who you ask, 50 pounds overweight. Um, how if you how easy is like it? a five a five nine guy is supposed to be uh, like 140 to 160 uh, apparently. So how say again? How easy is it for you to, uh, as they say, shed the pounds? Uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Um, especially especially when it comes to calorie counting stuff. Uh, exercise isn't. I'm not a big fan of it, but I can eat a lot less than. Uh, I don't get hungry. Well, that's convenient. Really. Uh, but I do get spacey and annoyed, <laughs> and so that's something to watch out for. It just pre- your hunger um, just presents differently. Yeah, like if you, I don't know if you can tell, uh, I pause sometimes while I'm thinking about things to say. Okay. And when I'm eating normally, that doesn't happen as much. I don't have to be as measured. I saw. Uh, I have. Uh, I saw something. Somebody posted on Twitter. Of course, you know I can't give proper attribution to because I don't know who said it. Um, yeah. But uh, it was like Fitbits are the new Tamagotchis, except the dumb animal you're trying to keep alive is yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's actually not a bad. That's not a bad way to look at it. I've been thinking about, uh, not to get too morbid, but I've been thinking about death a lot. Um, <laughs> not to talk about death, but let's talk about death. Uh, well, well, just in this way. Um, like, I'm 45 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, which is, by some people say, middle-aged. <laughs> I think it's odd, because people say, oh, these middle-aged guys are really annoying. And they're really talking about, lots of times, like... 55 year olds 60 year olds well and they aren't really middle-aged anymore but i mean i think on some ways i guess they could be again that, that's uh, that's one of those ages where it, it moves over time because yeah. our life expectancy has has uh ex- expanded right so but you know ba- what i'm yeah 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 back in the back in the what 30s I'm- 40s you know you you were pretty much you know an old fogey when you're in your 50s but what i'm seeing more now is that i actually am middle-aged right it's just that middle-aged people don't perceive themselves as middle-aged <laughs> but the kids definitely do it's just that they're deluding themselves as far as yeah isn't it funny how people who aren't my age are the old people now and i'm still young you know that kind of thing <laughs> um but but the thing is like if you think about you know, I've been alive for like tens of thousands of days, right? Tens of thousands. And if you th- and if you think about it that way, you know, if you think about it, well maybe not tens of thousands or but maybe 10,000, maybe I forget exactly what it works out to. But I think for sure at least 10,000 days. More than that, I'm pretty sure. Math is hard. Uh let's see, hold on. Uh, 45. So let's say, let's say 40. Let's, let's lowball it. 40 <laughs> and 300. What's 40 times 300? That's, um, 12,000. Uh, 12,000. Yeah. So, so, uh, and then what's 65? Well, you're already in the 10,000. You're already past 10,000. So yeah. you could say you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but you know what I mean? Like, 
Like, if you think about a day, you get up, you do stuff and all that kind of thing. I've been alive for a really, really long time. Yeah. And so, um, you know, what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of death? Uh, or am I afraid of, like, being maimed? I'm afraid of being imprisoned? Those are, like, the three main fears. Oh, being sick, obviously. Um, but if... And, and again, I'm not trying to be morbid here, but, but the idea of if it's a choice between doing something horrible and dying right when i see horrible i mean like morally reprehensible you know like uh like hurting a uh a, a cute animal uh at the whim of somebody who's got a gun on you let's say right poke out the kitten's eyes right. or I'm anyway anyway you. your point is well just the the concept of being okay about dying is something I'm I'm kind of getting a, a, a an idea about. I like oh okay, I, I know it's maybe not something to be so afraid of. Well, I I, I kind of know what you mean uh, in terms of being middle aged. I mean I'm I wrote this on Twitter recently. I'm of that age where when something starts hurting, I immediately think oh I now have to deal with this for the rest of my life. Yeah, exactly. Or, you like know, that's what what does that mean? As opposed to just something that's you know something just hurts. It's it, it's ex, it's 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 a larger thing. Oh, this is an indication of something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um. And so that's and and so that's the idea. Yeah. And I right? I do um, like I I'm not so much like the concept of my own mortality is still sort of an abstract concept to me. I haven't really thought about it all that much, but um. My parents love to tease me and my sister about how we will have to clean out their house when they are gone. Oh, and my dad has done the exact yeah, same I th thing to me. I think it's something that you know parents do to their adult children after a certain point. But I just want to say to back to them: you guys are assuming that you're going to die at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise, mom, that's your problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Speaking of mom, that's your problem. Hey, Betty! Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, 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 but what I was going to say is if if it's a choice between, like, getting $100,000 in debt or dying of an illness, who knows these days? You know? <laughs> Well, anyway, don't you know? Don't uh, brightness don't and happiness. Count yourself hey, short, Paul. You can do both. <laughs> hey, you're right. That's a good point. Betty is wearing her new pajamas, which are Pikachu pajamas. Yep. And she is adorable. Pikachu. And she's left. Is that, she's left. Is, that that's... is that like a Pokemon? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> the main Pokemon. Okay. The one that. I think I think that's it for talking for Betty. I think she uh I called her adorable for wearing her Pikachu pajamas and then she walked out of the room. <laughs> is that it for so, shouting for Betty? Uh, yeah, um I guess that is. Which is all right because we're getting to that point where we're almost done here, Ben. Yeah. Um I know that that you're part of uh you also do the Perfect Bound podcast. Yeah. Um, I need to tell you that uh, my friend who lives in Seattle, Zach Davison, uh, his uh, hardcover 
graphic novel uh, collection of uh, Cutie Honey. It's a Japanese uh, manga uh, that he translated uh, into English is uh, in stores. He translated it. I just it. picked it up. Yep, he translated it from Japanese into English. Wow. And it's really uh, it's a really well put together book. Uh, it's insane. Uh, highly sexually uh, themed. I guess you could say. I did want to uh, I did want to say, well, that's Japanese manga for you, but that's not true. Well, yeah, I mean it, it can be. Uh, for sure. Right. Um but but yeah, so it's in stores. Uh, and it's I'm called, getting a kick out of it. It's called Although, man, you gotta be it's cutie honey. Cutie honey. And you yeah, you gotta be ready for it because it's <laughs> I mean, dive in as a as a cultural explorer, anthropologist type person. Right. You will see things that you uh, had not expected. And, and hopefully there's a story to go along with it. Oh, there's there's a story. Uh huh. Um, but I like it. Uh, and I like I like Zach. He's a he's a good guy. All right. He cares a lot about translation and about um you know the difference between uh you know studying stuff and translating it and um yeah. you know uh doing a slapdash job. And he is a true craftsman, and uh, it's pretty great. All right. And with that. Oh, yeah. Also, Ben. Uh, yes, Paul. Keep it wrong. Keep it wrong. I'll talk to you later. Aha! Undercutting. Aha. All right. I'll see you. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. All right. Thanks, Ben. Yep. Bye. All right. So I got to turn this up. What's up, cat? What are you doing? What's going on? You okay? What's up? Everything fine? You okay? Cat? Are you trying to get outside? What's happening? No? Nothing? Okay. Oh, there she goes.